Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Livewise Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're talking all things cash. With interest rates on the rise, stocks with actual earnings and actual profits have really been favoured over those without them. So today we're going to be taking a look at five of those within the small cap arena. We're joined by Ben Rundle from Habra Investment Partners and Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial. First up today, we have ProMedicus. It reported profits of 44.4 million for FY22, up more than 44% from the previous year. Ben, starting on you, is it a buy, hold or sell? I think it's a buy. Look, I recognise that it's on an eye-watering valuation, but it's just such a high quality business. Um, They've got fantastic quality of earnings, uh, a fantastic management team, a great product. Um, It's really hard to bet against this company and has all the qualities of a compounder and therefore I think it keeps compounding. It's been relatively defensive over the past year. It's down just over 2%. Michael, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I'm going to go and buy as well on this. It's one that we've held for for some time and continue to like it. Um, You look at the balance sheet, all those key metrics are trending in the right direction. Revenue, earnings, margins, return on equity. So they developed a very good product, have been able to go out and market it very well and, and win Um, very high quality contracts. Um, A lot of their contracts are sort of six to eight years. A lot of those have been renewed and rolled over. They've also got a good backlog of inquiries for different tenders. Um, One concern that we might have just to be careful of long term is they've targeted the academic hospitals um, in the US, so the private academic hospitals. They've been very successful there. A lot of those hospitals aren't as cost conscious as some of the others. Um, So they might struggle to have as much of an impact in the broader hospital network in the US. Um, However, um, it's a proven product. It's very, very technologically advanced and can save a lot of time within those hospital operations. So go with a buy. The momentum's strong. Okay, next up we have OFX Group. Its profits were 24.5 million, up 102% from the previous year. Michael, is it a buy, hold or sell? I'm going to go a hold on OFX. Basically, their balance sheet's not too bad. Revenue growth's been pretty consistent over the years. Um, looking at earnings and margins, it's a bit volatile. Um, return on equity's been in decline. Um, but look, there are definitely aspects of the business that have been doing well. Their average transactional volumes are up. Their bad debts are down significantly. But it's a pretty good environment, you would have to think, for a lot of these currency-type businesses. Um, The big four banks are still the incumbents and and do dominate the space, but there are a lot of competitors. And I just do struggle to see long-term how OFX maintains any sustainable um, competitive advantage. Um, So for that reason, I'm reluctant to sort of give it a buy, um, but I'm happy to hold because I do think the current conditions for a business like this are favourable. Its share price has done pretty well over the past year. It's up 55%. Ben, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I think it's a buy. I think Michael made some great points. Um, I think this management team's done a fantastic job in following it for a long time. You know, they're a low-cost operator in a really big market. They've only got a very small market share, so there's plenty of room for them to grow. 
Uh, they do have a lot of earnings momentum in the business at the moment, which we've obviously seen through the last few quarters. Um, I don't think you're overpaying for it at this price, so I'm happy to still buy OFX here. Okay, next up we have LaVisa reported profits of 59.9 million, up 116% from the prior year. Ben, staying with you, is it a buy, hold or sell? I think it's a hold. I really, really like this company, um, but I think you get your opportunities in it, being a discretionary retailer. Uh, Brett Blundy is just a first class retailer. Uh, he has his man, Victor Herrero, running uh, the business now. and. Um, Victor's ex-Zara, he has a lot of experience with a high rollout, or sorry, high turnover um, retail environment with a fast rollout um, associated with it as well. So I think he's the right man for the job. Um, but just given the run it's had and the opportunities you do get in this company, I don't think those opportunities come about after it's doubled in, in quick succession. So um, just hold for now. Yeah, the rest of the sector has been hit super hard, but this stock has lifted 19% over the past year. Michael, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I'm going to go a hold. Um, it was probably the report of the reporting season a few months ago now already in August. Um, they continue to roll out a significant number of stores. I think that was 85 last year. They're looking to do that again at least, if not up to 130 odd stores. Um, so. You'd have to think as well that their customer base, um, being a younger generation, is less impacted by the monetary policy rate rises that we're seeing. Um, so, look, it's definitely a stock that is going through a growth phase at the moment, but I'm always conscious with this fast fashion. Um, I do think that tastes and, and, and fashions do change over time. Um, so I am a bit cautious on that, but it is hard to back against the momentum in the business at the moment. But I'm going to stick with a, a hold for now because of that rollout momentum that they've got. Okay, we asked our funnies to bring along one resilient small cap for the year ahead. Michael, what have you brought for us today? So IDP education, it's been flat basically over six months, which in this, in this environment is not too bad at all. Um, basically, they've got two parts to their business. They've got the student placements aspect to their business and also the English language testing systems. They had a little bit of a setback during COVID where revenues and earnings pulled back, but we've seen that recover. So this was another very good result in earnings season. They've now reached record revenue growth. And that's despite the Australian component of the business actually struggling a lot. Um, the business was owned 50% by a series of universities. Um, that's now been reduced to 25%. So there has been a bit of overhang as these universities have looked to exit the stock. It's been a huge, um, hugely profitable um, adventure for these companies. Um, they use that cash flow to, to help them through um, the COVID period. However, we're now coming out of that. I think that overhang of stocks disappeared and the company's growth trajectory looks very, very good as universities globally open again um, and students from places like India in particular um, continue to come to the Western universities. So I'm going to go buy um, on IDP education. Okay, Ben, your time in the hot seat. Can you beat IDP? What's your resilient small cap for the year ahead? I think net wealth. Uh, the price has been sort of resilient. I think the earnings are probably more resilient than people think. Um, so the way these platforms make money, they obviously get a fee on their funds under management but they also charge a margin on the cash balances that they have holding on behalf of clients. And as you see interest rates rise, their cash margin rises too, and that drops straight to the bottom line. So I think that will show a lot of resiliency to their earnings. Um, if we get a situation where rates stop rising um, for the time being, then equities will rally and that'll help their FUM as well. So I think there's two sides of the business that buffer it pretty well. I appreciate that Hub is cheaper and has a better growth profile from here, but I'm happy to back the founder-led team with net wealth. 
Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.